regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, a podcast that is exactly the same every single week and like every week. My name is Gav Murphy here for the yucks and the chucks. Uh, to my left, <laughs> Mr. Yuck. Hi, I'm Steve, <laughs> Steve Yuck. And this week, as I do every week, I'm bringing you a rundown of the specs of all of the new Xboxes. It may be confusing. You may not know your Series S's from your Xbox One X Pros, but I'm here to clear everything up for you. And it wouldn't be a yuck without a chuck. And I'm Log Chuck, and I'm chucking myself out of this podcast because, let's face it, nothing's funny anymore. I'm out of here, and I'll be asking you to interview my successors. Jingle time. Regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Xbox review. As you all know, I'm a big fan of the Xbox, and Microsoft <laughs> has released no fewer than 10,000 new Xboxes per day for the last seven days. Like some sort of international terrorist cell setting off bombs around the world until we give in to their demands. And their demands are <laughs> buy an Xbox. Don't mind if I do. I've got Xbox I've got Xbox on the mind, and it's impossible not to, because as Microsoft announces more and more Xboxes at an accelerating pace, I've personally lost any sense of what an Xbox is. And I, I knew <laughs> I'm supposed to know, right, I'm supposed to know about video games. I, I write about them professionally. I did see a bunch of, uh, a, a bunch of, uh, you, you, the types of people who say that they're like games journalists, but actually they're just on Twitter for 19 hours a day. Um, <laughs> just, I guess, looking for scoops. You ain't going to find them there, mate. Um, but I saw those people going, I don't even know what they are, and I'm a games journalist. And I was like, yeah, that's you should probably know, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's like, also, if, if you don't know, I know where you can find out. The internet that you're on right now. You probably get all <laughs> like, the emails from Microsoft, mate. Yeah. And I was like, if you type in what you just tweeted into Google, you'll get the answer. Yeah. Um, it is confusing. <laughs> But more confusing are all of the different shapes of Xboxes they've been releasing these days. Because, as you know, following a spate of avoidable crushings in the mid to late 1990s, EU regulations were hastily drafted to restrict the size of Xboxes to around the dimensions of two toasters perched on top of one another, which is why these days you rarely see an Xbox much larger than a smallish dog or a largish cat. But now, thanks to Brexit, I guess, the gloves are off and Microsoft is finally free to create hundreds of thousands of different Xboxes of every shape, colour and size imaginable, and even some that aren't imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like the EU regulations stopping our hoovers from sucking all the worlds into them. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> We're finally out of the shackles of the EU. Uh, I thought I'd just take three of my favorite new shapes of Xbox. So, for example, the most powerful Xbox, the Xbox One X series, Xbox One X, which takes the form of an immaculate enamel white sphere, some 700 meters in diameter. 
the Xbox One X Series X, One X Pro is as big as a mountain and perfectly smooth to the touch with no visible connection ports or buttons apart from a ponytail of HDMI hair trailing from a <laughs> meter square patch on its side. If you're lucky and the unstoppable round Xbox rolls through your town, simply connect a <laughs> compatible device to one of the many thousands of strands of warm HDMI cables it drags along behind it to play any EA game released in the last three years. How about this one? Uh, <laughs> the Xbox that is in the form of a sweet-smelling inhalable gas. Free from the prescribed tyranny of Michel Barnier's draconian belief that all consoles should be shiny rock-hard cuboids, Microsoft can now create Xboxes that occupy any one of the three basic states of matter. You may have already seen the many limited edition Xboxes in the shapes of e-cigarettes, bongs, and big Gandalf pipes. But Microsoft <laughs> has gone even one step further than what I just said just now, inventing a brand new breathable Xbox made of a vapor cloud of nanomachines that form a sort of sweet-smelling inhalable gas. A pink, high-performance mist percolated through parallel pipelines to provide a straight-to-brain, no-nonsense gaming experience. Chonk down a next-gen guff from this fat doobie, and you'll be teleported <laughs> to Gaming Nirvana, where you can play Fall Guys with manifestations of your darkest emotions, until you eventually come to on the central reservation of the M1 near St. Albans, surrounded by police and medics, having grabbed hold of a homeless man behind a wild bean cafe and dragged him across a busy motorway. And the Xbox that comes in the form of a hilarious bionic dog sidekick. The first bionic implant happened in 1998 when Ray Kurzweil grafted a 32 megabyte USB stick into his elbow, filled it to capacity with three illegally downloaded WMVs from season two of The X-Files, and then hosted a TED talk about how by the year 2008, everyone would have a robot in their house and the robot would jerk you off or wave at you from the window while mouthing the words, I'm going to jerk you off. <laughs> That USB stick has long since scabbed over, but the bionic arms race, that is, the race to graft as many bionic arms to ourselves as possible, has only been gathering pace. Most small pets these days are partly bionic. If you bought a gerbil or a budgie in the UK in the last two years, it's almost certainly acting as a Wi-Fi hotspot. But more and more advancements are being made in the field of embedding electronics into ever larger animals. A horse with Alexas for hooves. Freeview cats. <laughs> and a dolphin with microwave breath. <laughs> Microsoft is riding the bionic wave, miniaturizing the components of the Xbox to implant them in the snout of a friendly Alsatian who will follow you around, barking the latest games at you. And don't worry about the inevitability of your pet's sad demise, because your bionic Xbox dog will live forever, standing over your deathbed as you lose as you, you lose, lose. as you lose into <laughs> the underworld, <laughs> <laughs> woofing Grand Theft Auto into your ears, <laughs> and then finally sitting dutifully on your grave for three thousand years, whimpering Halo sequels until his eyes eventually rust shut and he finds peace. Those are just three of the many new Xboxes that are coming in 2020 in you November. Will all, you will always find a way to break my heart with a dog's devotion, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which which Xbox Series 1, 1X, X, 
X are you going to get? Mm, X, 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 X. Don't scrimp on an Xbox. That's what my nan used to always say. Yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. Well, it's 250 Buy versus... 450? Yeah, and you can just pay £21 a month. I love it. <laughs> I like how they're bringing back the case catalogue method of paying for a <laughs> console. I'm pretty sure that's how my mum got my original PS1, like paying £2 a month to case catalogue. And then I, like, for the, you know, she's probably still paying off now. What happens if you uh, cancel your direct debit? Does Steve Ballmer come round and take your Xbox? <laughs> Halo man boots through your fucking door and steals it back. Come it's a. Do you know what? It's actually a very good question, Steve. Mm. Um, what does happen if you stop paying for your Xbox, but you still you you want it? Yeah, well, you'll, like, st- you'll lose your monthly game pass for starters. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. What would happen I'm if fine. you just walked into a, a Dixon's and just took it <laughs> without paying? <laughs> what are they going to take like it our- off you? That's how our grandpappies used to get their consoles. <laughs> and I, I feel like it was a better, safer society when that could happen. Just so. stroll out of a car phone warehouse with an Xbox underneath each arm saying, Sayonara, motherfuckers. I'm off to play Halo. I'd flip you the bird, but I'd drop my Xboxes. <laughs> 30, 30, that's a thing, like paying £35 a month. It's a little bit old, too much Big Brother for old Gav. That is, they 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 know where you are. Yeah, they got you on the hook then. Yeah, they know they got you on the hook. <laughs> they know where your payments are coming from. Mm. You've like, I oh. want to see it go back to um, the old times where there's like a fucking box on the back of your Xbox that you got to put a pound in every four hours, or it just switches off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys ever see these? It's like, that's what? how we paid for my TV when I was a kid. Like What? So you had... Yeah, there was like a box on the back of the TV, man. And it was like every three or four hours or something, it'd go off and you had to put a pound in to get another three or four hours. In um, the actual TV? Or... Yeah, it was like a box. I mean, I've heard of like electric meters. I've had like coin-operated electric meters, but one yeah. was just for your telly. It was, it was a box that went on the back of your TV, yeah. And then when you paid the TV off, they would take the box off, yeah. I think they, I mean, I wouldn't encourage it. I think they are um, mostly reserved for poor families like myself. Um, I grew oh, up in yeah. where we couldn't, we couldn't afford to buy a TV, so that's how we paid for our TV. Um, so your TV was full of coins? Yeah, <laughs> at any could given you, could time. Could you see them in was... the telly? Did they, were they on all these? <laughs> Yeah, they dropped on the front. <laughs> Could you drop one on Pat Phoenix's head? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like by the end, you wanted the lady who comes to, to come thing because otherwise like, the pounds are just on top of each other, <laughs> and it's just like, what am I watching? Um, everyone has a little bronze sheen across their faces. Um, it's my favorite, no, the that's, Sheen that's, Brothers. But that's how Xboxes should be paid. None of this direct debit shit. None of this big brother shit. Yeah, just pop a pound coin into the DVD slot. It's already got a slot. (laughs) If you get the X, yes, it does. If you get the S, you've just got to throw it at it really hard to know for the best. Hope that it just pierces the skin and goes into the microchips. I think it should be a man who comes around the uh, cul-de-sac once a week in a green van and opens the side door. And it's just an Xbox there, and you can play it for 20 minutes before he has to drive away. 
In the van. In the back of the van, <laughs> off running off a generator. That's how yeah. I grew up playing video games. <laughs> he drives off and you're running alongside the van still playing. <laughs> once, you come by twice a week, once with vegetables. Yeah. And uh, the second time with uh, VHS cassettes. <laughs> That's a weird farm he's got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arrows is a bumper crop on this ogre tea. <laughs> We've got Jumanji. we got Jumanji and tomatoes as big as your face. <laughs> yeah, they're all pirate VHS, uh, mm. but they're rent, we rent them from him. He's got pretty good racket, to be fair. It's like, we're so poor, we can't even rent from the like actual video shop but if a man knocks on the door with a van full of VHS tapes then I will be getting never been kissed with Drew Barrymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah we stopped renting from him because he did a three point turn at the bottom of a cul-de-sac and reversed into my auntie's car and when we complained he threatened us with violence and then it's like right Guess we can't get sliding doors on VHS now he said oh yeah well what would you rather an extra day on your Suburban Commando starring Hulk Hogan VHS tape, <laughs> or I'll pay for this car I just duffed in. <laughs> You're on your own, Auntie. <laughs> good, good, luck, good luck getting home. Just one more feature. Give it to me. Delicious ice cream. Sorry, you're recording. From Italy. Regular features. Speaking of films, guys, who who likes films? Uh, uh, this isn't this isn't a feature per se, um, because I don't have one. But it, well, this was gonna be a feature, then it turned out it was too offensive, so I stopped doing it. Because I'm I'm a good boy. Um, have you guys? Seen, do you guys know or uh, think you know what the movie Room is about? Hmm. Yeah, I've seen it, and I think I know what it's about. I have um, not seen it, and I do not know anything about it. Not I. Not, just Room, I, not I, the Room, obviously. No, 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 just Room. It's just called Room. Um, I had I had a night to myself recently, so I thought I would pop it on. I don't know why. Um, I had had a few beers, so I was a bit pissed, and I thought, let me just stick that on. It is not a nice film at all. It's about a woman who's been kept against her will in a shed. In a room? Oh, no. Okay, sorry. Uh, I, I jumped yeah, the well, gun there. I mean, sorry. I got excited. A shed can be a, a, shed can be a room. A shed can be a room. Uh, I'm just painting a picture here, mm. um, if, if, if you let me. I'll paint the shed. <laughs> um, in a shed, uh, which doubles up as, you guessed it, a room. Um, and she's been there for so, she's been there, being kept against her will as some sort of sex slave, and she's had a baby. Um, baby room, his name was. I was going uh, I hope there's enough room in the shed for her, the both of them. Uh, <laughs> but the reason I bring it up is um, because it is it, it's it's a harrowing tale. Um, it's not based on a true story, although there's there's a big part of the internet that's like it is based on a true story. Well, but it's not really. Is this thing 
has happened famously many times. Yeah, but just because abducted a th- and kept in rooms, mate. Just because a thing has happened doesn't mean that it's based on it. Like, like he's not called Joseph Fritzel. He's called something else. Um, and like it's so it's not like directly based on no, one in, of the many inspired uh, by true events. One no, it's not Joey that, Fritz. Because it's not. No, it's not. It's Wait, not. Are you saying that? The uh, director of Room came up with the idea of an abduction all by himself because that's fucking sick. No, I'm not saying I'm not. He'll give people ideas. I'm not saying that he came up with it himself. What I am saying is, it is, it's, it's like, yeah, but like, just because someone has eats a sandwich or eats food in a film you can't say oh well that's based on ratatouille <laughs> i mean i haven't seen ratatouille but i don't think he made sandwiches <laughs> gotta start somewhere he's not just he's not starting a ratatouille is he <laughs> he got his name from somewhere yeah, but is that ends. called Ratatouille? By the way, I have no a, idea. I've never know. seen it. I don't, I don't care for sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he does make Ratatouille. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's. I guess you can say maybe the person who wrote the book was inspired by true events, but is not directly inspired by. Uh, but also, it wasn't just Fritzel. He was just inspired off. by that, abductions. That's that's, that's yeah, something to and say. Like, there were there were a bunch of um, of Fritzel style uh, things that happened around that year. Like it was popular. You like you know like when the two Jungle Books came out the same year, and everyone was like, "How does this happen?" Mm. That's what happened. <laughs> but, right. for, but for people being kept in sheds with right. babies, <laughs> like, and it was real. <laughs> um, so not as good as two Jungle Books. But this really odd thing happens in the film. A lot of odd stuff happens in it, but one particular one. And I tried to make it into a, a like an audio feature, but it was it was, it was unpleasant for everyone. <laughs> but basically, a scene happens, and it's quite a pivotal scene. It's quite dramatic. Um, and do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, it helped me. You're not going to watch Room. If you haven't watched Room by now, you're probably not going to watch it. But anyway, she has a little boy and she hatches a plan. Sorry, if anybody listens to this, this is going to be, this is, this is, I'm going to spoil the film. We, yeah. Um, well, we can edit in a little skip to this. No one's going to, no, I'm not going to bother no, to do that. that. <laughs> Are you going to do it? Because maybe skip five minutes ahead and just take your chances. Yeah. Because we don't know if yeah. we're still going to be talking about it by then. <laughs> Depends how we're interested we are in it. <laughs> so could be, could not be. Um, but basically, the little boy she hatches a plan, and the little and she gets the little boy to escape from room, and she 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 gets him out. But the whole escape bit is played. Uh, the music that they play underneath it is the theme from the eighties. From the fi- from the, honest, from the film Moneyball with Brad Pitt, <laughs> which is a film, just a really nerdy film about baseball and stats. It's a fantastic film, and I love it, and I know that film really well. So the bit where this little boy is like, oh, like risking his life and risking everything to get out is just played to this really beautiful bit of music that's also in the film Moneyball. 
And it just, it fucked up the rest of the film for me. Because I was just watching it, just going. He was like, go on, kid. You've got to go and get that money ball, kid. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I was like, are they linked? It's it's like, is he Brad Pitt from Moneyball? It's in the Moneyball universe. (laughs) But Moneyball is real, which even, like, that really fucks up our whole Fritzel thing, because, and inspired by true events thing, because it could be. Because they're like, does that like that, that? What is that kid doing in the Moneyball universe? I guess he's one hell of a first baseman. <laughs> but what I did was I took a bunch of um, really really horrible scenes from films, and then played the Moneyball soundtrack over the top. <laughs> but it's just I did three, and it was really unpleasant. I wouldn't even like to tell you what films I chose because nobody wants that. Yeah. It's not nice. Um, oh, go on. Yeah. That, yeah. No, on. no. 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 Oh, tell on. us one of them. Okay. I can't. Okay, I will, but you've got to bleep it out. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I want to bear in mind that this is a video call, and I can see in your eyes that you've got no, you've got no intentions of bleeping this out. <laughs> well, it's fine um, to say it because you self-censored, and now under under pressure from me, you're, you're admitting what you were going to do. So I think you still come across as a decent person <laughs> like in this bit or for my life you mean mm, <laughs> like, yeah if for the next 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. you might be the most decent person on the podcast <laughs> but otherwise let's be honest it's not that um i put it over uh one of the really sad bits of <laughs> but i'm just going to nod rather than say anything <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't work, so please beep that what I just said. <laughs> it didn't work. I just love the idea of you sitting in front of your editing suite yeah. and you've finally synced up the Moneyball theme with this scene from Yeah. And it's like, this this doesn't work. This isn't funny. What have I done? And Clara's been looking over your shoulder for the last 20 minutes. I put my hand over there. Like, this is for work. <laughs> So there we go. Uh, okay, that's, that's my that's my review of Room the film. That's a fine excuse for not having a feature. You Thank tried, you. and then it went. It just made you feel horrible. I tried, and it made me feel disgusting. So I abandoned it halfway through. But I've told you the story of it. So this is like uh, Lost in La Mancha, like that documentary about the man who killed Don Quixote and how badly it went, but in podcast chat form. So there you go. <laughs> right. there you go. I'll fucking take it. Mailed me and then just held me because my name is Juicy Susan. And now it's time for my regular feature, and uh, it's my sad duty to inform you that I am leaving the podcast. What? I know. I know. I've left it before. I'm leaving it today, and I'll probably leave it again. But my job, my job now is to help you find someone to replace me. Because let's face it, I'm a big boot to follow. <laughs> this, is, this is big news. This is big news, man. This is gonna, I dare say, move the needle Patreon wise. And we need that money for booze. So, well, how, can you give us some of the booze from your busy pub? Because well, wait until you see. Sounds like you're leaving us for it. Wait until you see some of the people who are queuing up to join the podcast. Oh, um, so they, they might be little coin spinners in their own right, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> do, you want me to, do you want me to introduce them? You can just, they've all got a little presentation. 
that they want to give to you. Um, I would just like, would you want to hear them and just, um, yeah. Are they, are they all there with are you they, now? Are they delivering oh, they're, they're, the presentations? I've got them in a separate patchwork quilt of Zoom windows, and I will okay. squirt them through one by one, and, and then okay. you can <laughs> tell them to their faces if you want, whether they're... <gasps> Whether That's they'll... pressure. I'm just going to end up saying yeah to all of them, and then we're going to be a fucking nine-man podcast. Yeah, and, and, and as I said at the beginning, we're not a video game podcast, so we don't want to do that. <laughs> um. well, you decide one by one. If they're all up to snuff, if they all cut the mustard, then you must tell them right to their little hot snuffy faces. <laughs> right, uh, the first one. Um, well, put on. <clears throat> Hello. I'm Samantha Mumba, and when I'm not feeding dog biscuits to my japonicas like a wacky girl, I'm giving back rubs to the recently bereaved. That is why you can always find me hanging around the pulmonary ward of my local hospital, giggling and tiptoeing from one corridor to the next, waiting for the magic words. Your husband's lungs are so full of blood we've had to absolutely smash his skull in. (laughs) That's my cue. That's when I pop my head around the door. Give the wink, and the doctor says, I realise this is a tense and difficult time, so we've invited Samantha Mumber in to give you a back rub. Before you know it, I'm knuckle-deep in shoulder meat, and everyone's a winner, baby. So what can I do to bring regular features some more sort of me? What I bring is a can-do attitude. Actually, it's more than that. It's a can't-don't attitude. I simply can't don't do things. And if you don't let me, that'll only make it worse. Don't can't stop me. I won't and shan't not. Also, let's face it, lads, you do kind of need a girl. So what do you say, lads? Want to make Mumba remember this side of December? It's over to you. <laughs> it's like a blind date sign off at the end. But it's like a blind dating crossed with like crystal maze. It's just like speaking in fucking tongues. I love it. Um, you don't I mean, have to sign now. A... Okay, I, I don't want to. <laughs> Tell us to sling a rook. My God. She... No, I mean, I'd like to review them all as we go. I think she can't hear this, can she? Oh, no, I've muted her. She's, she was just going on Great. and on about... You made that mistake again, Log, dead, dead. about muting. Muting oh, no. and <laughs> not being able to hear are two different things. <laughs> well, she's logged off. I think we've upset her somehow. <laughs> uh, the reader's a- benefit, Log slagged yeah. me off because he thought me being muted meant I couldn't hear him. <laughs> It was it was a joke, but it didn't come across as a joke. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, though. It was a joke, but it was a joke for me, not for Steve. So you slagged off his T-shirt. You were like, he can't hear me. His T-shirt, shit, I hate it. <laughs> I mean, he's on mute. He's, it's fine. He's, wear, he's wearing an Autobot T-shirt, and I like the Decepticons. <laughs> They're the real heroes. <laughs> right, so the next one is someone from the pub around the corner from ours that's accidentally come into mine and isn't impressed. Right, where do I sit? Over here. Ugh, no, I won't do I don't like the light. I want to sit over there. What do you got to drink? No, I don't know. What lager do you have? No, I don't drink, Carlin. And you got Fosters? I can't drink, Carlin. Are you sure you haven't got any Fosters? You always used to have it. Oh, just give us a card with a lemonade top. Take the edge off. <clears throat> Maureen will have an Archers and lemonade. No Archers? What do you have? No, she can't drink that much. She'll be up all night singing out the windows. Where's the toilet? <laughs> Maureen, it's over there. No, she can't follow the one-way system. She's got diarrhea. 
<laughs> this pub used to be dead busy. You, you, you couldn't used to be able to move in here. Mind, all the pubs have gone now, haven't they? Sort of wigwams and fried chicken round here. <laughs> you used to be able to get a lovely bit of tripe in a bin liner, but nowadays it's all igloos and leaning towers of pizza. <laughs> what I would bring to your radio show is a dose of real life. You lot need to get your heads out your asses. Who needs a podcast? I don't need a podcast. If you shout across the room, everyone who needs to hear you can hear you. Fact, I'm going. This isn't my kind of place. And you can keep Maureen. She's been a nightmare since she had that fall. And 10 to 1, she won't have got knickers down before she shat the floor. So good luck with that. <laughs> I think that opens up a different demographic for us. And I think after 400 odd episodes, that we bloody well need it. So. Yeah. You, you want to bring that side of Snanton to the podcast. I can't I wait. Can't. I would, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying the next round is a task. But I would like to give him a task of uh, giving someone a B name because it looks easier than it is. I'm not sure he's up to it. Uh, I think he's good. Um, I'd like to hear the other candidates first. I've got three more. Uh, I, oh, I love it. They, they are literally all queuing up. What's up, lads? Harold Ramis here, one of the original Ghostbusters, the best film ever made. I'm just jam-packed full of Ghostbusters fun <laughs> trivia. Like, you know the ghost that sucked off Stance in the Act 2 success montage? That was the ghost of the girl that sucked off Mahoney under the lectern at the end of Police Academy. True movie buffs will... <laughs> True movie buffs will notice that John Mahoney and Ray Stance go cross-eyed in exactly the same way. That's because she was a total chomper. What, what I'd bring to the podcast is just endless chat about Ghostbusters. Like, you know that game that no one remembers except the press event where all the journalists got their photo taken with Ray Parker Jr.? And some PR guy told you that I, Harold Ramis, considered the piece of shit game to be the real Ghostbusters 3, and you all wrote it down in your magazine articles? Well, lol, I never said that. Anyway, guys, let me on the show, and I'll give you all the keys to the Slimer-mobile. Uh, I don't want to speak for Steve, but frontrunner. Frontrunner. Yeah, I like that. All right. The next one, second to last, penultimate, is Mohandas Gandhi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi. I'm also Mahatma Gandhi. It's kind of like a Clark Kent Superman thing. By day, I'm a humble lawyer who walks into a courtroom and says, that's not the law and you know it, to the prosecutor. The prosecutor then takes his glasses off and says, well, what do you know? The judge there says, after he says that, the judge says, I Herobie dismiss this case. And everyone smiles because he's the judge that's never heard anyone say the word hereby properly. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he has and just thinks it's a different world. Anyway, the case is over now, so we all whip out our saxophones and the jury groove along to Baker Street. That's my day job. By night, I'm socking it to the English because England is a shit satchel of twats who need their dick slammed in a sandwich toaster. So what I reckon, right, is we turn regular features into a podcast where we get on a different English guest every week and we just fucking murder them if they don't eat the St. George's flag <laughs> and sit there until we can pull it out of their shitty ass. What do you think, boys? I know I've got you on team. Come on, lads. You both hate England. And the last one is um, a guy. Oh, I think you've met him before. <laughs> Oh, I'm Zim Big Bang, Big Bang Wigwam. And I've just come out of lockdown. 
you know how they found that soldier in the jungle who didn't know the war was over? Well, it was like that for me. Only my jungle was six boxes of Transformer snacks. I punished for six boxes of Transformer Six boxes of Transformer snacks I panic bought from the cash and carry because they'd run out of toilet roll. And you have to buy something, don't you? <laughs> Let me tell you, though, letting getting, getting stuck in the house with nearly 300 packets of Transformer snacks might sound like a dream, but we don't have any toilet roll. It's something of a bittersweet symphony. <laughs> I had to commit to eating crisps with one hand and yanking out shits with the other. <laughs> and that system worked great until I had to start clapping for the NHS. <laughs> for the last 60 packets, what I was eating can only be described as an ambidextrous melange. Um, what I would bring to the regular features podcast is on the very next episode, I will bring you stories of my beautiful big boys. I love them all so much, and I want to share their brand new escapades in the hope that you will love them as much as I do. Would If you would grant me this pleasure, it would be my honour to expand the big boys' universe. I like it. He sounds desperate, though. You want Harold Ramis. You, I wow. can tell you are. Jim Bing Bong is always welcome as a guest on the podcast, so I don't think he's got yeah. all that much more to offer us than... I don't think what I don't think anything. If if anything, a permanent residency in the podcast would uh, deprive him, him of time yeah. he wants to spend with his big boys, oh, and we'd oh. have to pay him. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> but right now, I did spend a lot of the of Patreon view. money on Zim's like Transformer snacks budget, <laughs> appearance fees. <laughs> uh, I my decision, are you Gav? I tearing up all of those job applications, and I'm denying mm-hmm. log is I'm returning his resignation letter back to him. You're not oh. leaving the podcast log. This what an unforeseeable twist. I just... <laughs> You're coming back next week or the okay. week after for another episode of the Regular Peters Podcast. Well, I don't know about you, but I can't wait. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the Regular Features Podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And that's where you'll find out all of the information you need to know if you want to help us do the podcast that you and just you know you do. Hey, people are joining our Patreon all the time. It's really taking off. It's <laughs> yeah. going places. It's rocketing into the stratosphere. It's the place to be oh. if you are a patron. No. I, I wonder it. where and this if, is going. Yeah, the place to be <laughs> is here at the end of the podcast where everyone gets their B names. Oh, my favorite part of I'd like to give B names to some of the newest patrons. Okay. Give me a B name for William Brockbank. Wings William. Flutterbuzz. <laughs> William Buzzbank. That's better. That actually tied his name in. Well done. I just went full B. Triple B. <laughs> oh, it was his name. What was his name? William. Yeah. 
Yeah. It could what? be Billy Buzzbank. <laughs> That's even uh, better. Okay, we've got Billy Buzzbank. <laughs> yeah. How about Nolan Kelly? No, no wasps, Kelly, we're bees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we won't get any better than that. <laughs> Nor would I want to. So it'd be an insult to that name, if anything. <laughs> so what have we got? Billy Buzzbank and no wasps, no. bees, we're bees. No, 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 no wasps, wasps bees. Kelly, we're, we're bees. We're, we're Kelly, okay. bees. Fucking Excellent. <laughs> Hey, what can you not believe how just the quality keeps improving each week? It's, yeah. <laughs> At also, one point, little little peek behind the curtain, we did go, shall we know the names before the podcast? And then we all unanimously decided, no, fuck no. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, yeah. God. I hope you do edit out the three or four seconds of just like dead face. Nah. I think make it longer. It, make it longer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add hold music in between us. Yeah. Countdown. Oh, no, just the, the <laughs> noise that old phones used to make when you had them off the hook. But you're like... Regular Ficheros. <laughs> <laughs>